What's up, y'all? Granger Smith Podcast, episode 22. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being involved. Uh, this is episode number three since we started putting it on YouTube. There are 19 before that on your favorite podcast app. And if you want to go back, the, the purpose of the, the previous 19 kind of tells you the story of who I am. So if you've ever wondered like, well, where did you learn to play guitar? Or what got you inspired to play music? Or, or how did you get your big break or two or three or four? Because it, it takes multiple layers. Um, where do you come from? Tell me about your family. That, those are kind of the stories that I told, the, the story of who I was, the diary of who I am. Um, and it took about 19 episodes, plus a little, you know, Little um, shake and bake here, here and there throughout those episodes, different things. Right now, where I am with this podcast is giving you, hopefully, some quality content, something that could um, answer some questions that you, you might need to know about me, and, and ultimately, my goal is give you some things to make your life a little bit better, things that I've maybe learned along the way that, um, that are not secrets of me that are more, moreover, uh, things that I have read or learned from people in my travels, um, or witnessed myself or applied to something that's going on in my life. And they are ideas worth sharing. And that makes me motivated to do this because I feel like if I could, if I could see something and I could, there, there's not many philosophical original ideas, right? I mean, Everything has been thought out over thousands of years of, of human learning. So if I could take a little piece of something I learn and share it with you guys and, and someone else grabs onto it and then expands on it and learns more and then flips it and tells it to someone else, I mean, that's the way we evolve mentally as a species. That's the way we improve. That's the way the earth gets better. And so that's what I'm doing. And that's that's the main motivation. It It, uh, it, it inspires me. It helps me helps me to, to know that I'm, I'm doing something good. I'm making the world a bit better than the way I found it. Knowing that some life has breathed easier because you lived. Ralph Waldo Emerson. And I read that poem. It's called Success, and I read it a couple episodes ago. It's one of my favorite poems. Um, we found it in my dad's belongings. He had handwritten it from wherever he originally saw it. And it was in a cabinet with all of his things. After he died, we found it. And we read that point. We were just blown away. And that, that's, that's the kind of man my dad was, really. Um, I, want to, I want to talk about answering your questions. And this is, this is something, not only is it endless, it could never end. There, there's always another question, and I, and I don't mind answering them. And I'm go, I go into this stuff completely unprepared, like I have zero notes on the desk here. And so I, I think um, this is a way for me to not continually have a guest or a, con you know, a planned content. And I will do those, and I will have guests. But in the, in the meantime, so that I can give you guys a podcast every single Monday, which is the plan, drop these about 2 a.m. on Monday morning. That way, when you wake up on Monday morning, you'll be able to have something to listen to going to work, going to school, um, sitting in the tractor, sitting in the semi-truck, 
sitting in your headphones, ignoring your boss at, at your uh, at your office. You know, that's that's the goal. And I'll start this. I, I mentioned Ralph Waldo Emerson. I'll I'll also mention the quote that is above me here at my desk, and that is uh, Theodore Roosevelt. Far better is it to dare mighty things, to win glorious triumphs, even though checkered by failure, than to rank with those poor spirits who neither enjoy nor suffer much because they live in the gray twilight that knows neither victory nor defeat. And I have that tattooed on my left arm, dare mighty things. It's such such an important quote. And to me, you know, what that means is, well, first of all, let me tell you where we found this, where I originally found this Teddy Roosevelt quote was on the back of a tombstone. And you could see that exact tombstone on my, my music video, Bury Me in Blue Jeans. But we found that quote on the back of a tombstone of two parents. It was like the dual tombstone when, when two, two folks eventually die. And that was on the back of their tombstone to their children, knowing that when their children go in their old age or whenever to grieve their parents at the gravesite, they would see Far Better Is It to Dare Mighty Things by Teddy Roosevelt. That just gave me chills. Isn't that awesome? What an awesome message to, to tell your kids. And, and it doesn't, it, to me, that just means that obstacles are okay. Failure's okay. As long as you're in the arena, as long as you're fighting, as long as you're willing to sacrifice, you're willing to throw a punch, you're willing to take that chance, then it's okay to lose. Because you will, inevitably, you will lose in life. That's what happens. But eventually you'll win too, right? It's just an odds game. I love that. I always do these giveaways now. And I'm going to give away right now. Where's my pen? There it is. I'm going to give away a black Yee apparel cap. This is what we call American buck. And it's an American flag with a black silhouette of a buck on top of the American flag. And the, all of our Yee apparel hats, which I got this one out of my closet. This is mine. But all of our hats are, if you look on the inside, you're not going to see some brand you recognize from, from, from uh, Walmart. These are Yee Yee Apparel official merchandise. It says Yee Yee is actual maker all inside the hat. So we, we designed these um, custom for our people. I'm going to sign this one right now, live on the air, on the microphone. I'm going to give this away. So go to social media. And make a post, start a new post, and say, hashtag, in any order, hashtag Granger Smith Podcast, episode 22 hat, or I want the hat in episode 22, or give me the daggum hat in episode 22. Make sure you mention episode 22, so when I go back, what I'll do is I'll literally just go to socials, type in hashtag Granger Smith Podcast, and I'll look for that. And that way, when I see hat, I'll know when it says episode 22, which hat it is, because I'm, I've got them lined up in my closet right now for when, the, when these podcasts launch. All right. We good. We good. 
Sometimes I check the camera to make sure it's rolling so I don't sit here and talk for 20 minutes and then go, oh, it wasn't recording. I'm, I'm sourcing these questions from social media. And I asked one time, like two weeks ago, and I got hundreds and hundreds of questions. So I haven't asked since then because I've just been, I've been going through those same questions, going through, rolling through those comments. If you have a question or if you asked then, please ask again if I don't answer your question. Just ask again. Say hashtag Granger Smith podcast so I could find it. And then ask, you know, how many dogs you got? You know, whatever. It doesn't matter. I, I like the shallow ones because I can answer those. I also like going deep. So if you want to go deep on these questions, we could do that too. First up, this is, this is sourced from Facebook. Question is, how do you keep yourself so well-grounded, humble, and focused with all that you do and have going? What drives you and what's your biggest motivation? Well, the, there's, there's several layers to that question. I think the first thing right off the bat is I choose to not live in a massive music city. So I don't live in Nashville or New York or L.A. Um, I live in Georgetown, Texas. I have lived in Nashville before. Um, I have sat in a restaurant booth where the waiter was a singer-songwriter. The, the uh, hostess was a singer-songwriter. The booth next to me was two singer-songwriters talking about how jaded they were and how much they hate the music business. Uh, the table over that was, a, you know, across the way was a, a singer trying to get a record deal. That drove me absolutely insane. It really did. I, I, I could not stand it. I couldn't stand how it became such a business and something that we love so much turned into a business. I couldn't stand it. So um, for 20 years since then, I've moved back to my home state of Texas, and I've been here for 20 years. And, and so along with that, maybe, to, Julie, to answer your question directly, because I doubt you're a singer-songwriter, so... I keep myself surrounded by people that have earned my trust through friendship or family blood or longevity and and a relationship with me that I trust them enough to keep me straight. Meaning, if I say something out of line, if I'm starting to act a little crazy and they say, bro, get back in line. That's not you. That's not right. I believe them, right? Because they have earned the trust for me to believe them. Now, some some random critic, if they say, bro, you're out of line, and I don't know them, I dismiss it because you're not in the arena with me like Teddy Roosevelt. You don't, you don't know me well enough. You haven't spent the years of investment of my trust for me to listen to that, that uh, a personal attack. But if, if a buddy from high school that we grew up together, we know all the same joint places together that we used to hang out, if that guy comes up and goes, man, I got to tell you, you're acting a little different lately, and I, I'm not in a good way, I'm listening. You know, that's called being grounded. <laughs> Literally, they will take you to the ground and you got to listen. Same with your mama. You know, your mama starts telling you you're out of line. You got to listen because she knows you better than anybody else or your spouse or you know, God forbid your kids tell you something like that. Um, going back to that question, humble. Humble is, is um, first of all, I love, 
I will love hearing that because, because I strive so hard to be humble. And that is getting rid of ego. Ego is the enemy, which is a great book by Ryan Holiday called Ego is the Enemy. And there has been many books written about this subject, but ego gets in the way so many times in our life. Ego gets 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 its little gritty hands in, in the middle of conversations and the, the middle of us in social media comments and on our walk to work, it's, it is crippling. You have to get rid of it. You have to know when that, that's the voice speaking to you is ego. You got to shut your ears off. Um, what drives you and what's your biggest motivation? That's a, those are questions within the question that are massive questions. Um, but when I have then surrounded myself with those friends and family and mama and hometowns and, and I've, and I've, I put the circle of trust around me, then that, that's what drives me is to make them proud and to be the best version of myself. Does that make sense? I can go on and on on this question. It's a great question, Julie. I'm going to move on here. Mike Marshall says, I own a restaurant and feel there is not enough time in a day. How the heck do you balance yours so well with your music career? Yee Yee Apparel, family, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you, Mike. First of all, that's probably just your impression. You, maybe you just think I'm handling this well <laughs> or that I'm balancing this well. And... I like to think that I am, but it is, um, there's many times in the day when I pull my hair out and think I can't do this. I've got too many things going on. Um, so brother, I feel you. I've, I've known a lot of people in my life that have owned restaurants and I've had aspirations myself to start a restaurant or, or be involved with the restaurant. And I understand Mike, I don't, I don't understand exactly what you're going through, but I could see how that is a lot of work and a lot of investment. Um, so that, that is a, that is something that is, you have to work on that. You have to, first of all, if, if it's actually becoming a problem, then I would suggest actually time first time blocking your day, journaling your day. And when you journal your day, you don't have to do this very long, do it for seven days, right? So good old fashioned pen and paper. Um, okay. You got an iPhone, pull out your notes and go Monday all the way down to Sunday and, and go and write down exactly what you're doing and then exam and then go back and study what you're doing. Study that, that time, the journal of your time. And typically we're shocked when we're actually focused in on, on what we're actually doing when we see it written down and you see all the moments of your day when I like to call your unconscious, right? Conscious meaning I'm present. I'm in the moment. I'm on task. I'm in some deep work right now. I'm focused on what I need to be doing to make the most of this minute, which by the way, sometimes the most that you can make in a minute is by not thinking about anything and relaxing. That's doing something. Relaxing and clearing the mind is doing something, right? It's not nothing. Versus unconsciousness, 
flipping through Instagram, sitting on the couch, flipping through TV, not really wanting to watch anything, but you're just kind of seeing and maybe something catches your eye, daydreaming, thinking about the future, dreaming about what you could be doing, thinking about the past, things you should have done or things that you are really proud of, just lost in any other time besides the present. Those are being unconscious times, right? That's, that's unconscious. And we're all guilty of it. So if you could make a time block, make a, a journal of your day, and you'll, you'll realize quickly, man, I was unconscious for 43 minutes from noon to 1245. I was, I was just sitting there doing, you know, lost. And, and I have to say again, I'm not talking about getting away from relaxation. That's different. But a true relaxation is something where you're actually in the present and you're, you're recharging your batteries. That's not boom, boom, going through the, the remote control on the TV on the old, uh, the old Apple TV or whatever you're watching or YouTube, unless you're watching, you know, like the Smiths or a Granger Smith music video or this podcast, that's great. That's a great thing to be doing. That's definitely conscious. But so Mike, after you do that, go through this, this list of your day and see, and see exactly you're, you're not going to know how busy you are until you write it down and study that. Once you do that, then you could actually time block and you can go, okay, this is when I wake up from this to this is when I do this from this to this, this is when I do this, right? Then I get to the restaurant and for the first 45 minutes of at the restaurant, I'm going to do this. And then from, I'm just throwing this out there from 9am to 1030, I'm going to be free for questions, for my employees to ask me questions, to, in, to, to mingle with customers, to, um, to take some sales calls. You know, take new linen company wants to come in and take over our uniforms. I'll sit as long as it's between nine and 1030. That's my time to listen. But if it's, if it's one o'clock, I'm sorry, I, um, I'm busy during one o'clock. But you can come back on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, anytime between 9 and 10.30. That's my time to talk to you. And it's not rude. It's really not. That's just being honest, and that's, that's time blocking and, and, and making the most of your day. Uh, and, and so then when you time block, you, you got to make sure you have time for you. you got to make sure you got time for your family. So, for instance, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., that's family dinner time. I don't have my phone. Don't call me. Don't text me. I'm not going to watch TV. I'm not listening to the Granger Smith podcast. There should be a time when you do that, but not at five to seven. I'm once again, throwing this time out there, but you're focused on your family and you're giving your most, the most of yourself to that time in your family. You're conscious, you're present in that moment. And then from seven to eight, you're going to go back in and you're going to finish up some emails. And you're not going to do anything else. You're not going to do anything besides what is in your time block. And then after eight, maybe that's your wife time. You are 100% focused on her from eight till 930 or whatever. You don't tell her this because then it kind of sounds like it's, you know, she's part of your schedule. It's not true. But it, this, is only, this is only the beginning to help you. And then set a time. This is, this is important for everyone too. Set a time to go to bed 
and make that the same time every night. Then set, set a time to wake up and make that the same time every morning. That's so important to get on that rhythm of the earth, right? To have the same time you go to bed, the same time you wake up. And by the way, this is another side note. This is, it's probably important. And we could talk about this later. It's, it's important to, to limit your screen time before you go to bed and right when you wake up. So there's, I would say about an hour you should, you should mark off where, so you go to bed at 10 30 PM after 9.30, no more screens. That just messes with your brain, you know. Make that the time you take a shower, brush your teeth, hang out with your wife, you know, d- d- relax, but not, not mindfully go through your phone. And so I hope that helps, buddy. And, um, and it's not easy. Everything I said, kind of on paper it sounds easy, but once you kind of dig into it, it's a lot more difficult. But writing it down helps tremendously. Let me, uh, let me go to this question. This is a little bit lighter. Uh, my buddy, Keith Terrell, Keith has been coming to shows for a long time and, uh, always been, I mean, you've been a supporter of me for 15 years, probably. I love seeing common names pop back up here, but the question is, when do you expect new album to drop new Yee Yee energy? When will that be released? I can answer both of those. So new album. I've been working on a lot of music. There is a lot of music. Um, there is there is some songs that were complete, mixed, mastered, done, in the box, ready to go. And then we had a, a family tragedy last June. So a lot of that, I mean, all of it just got put on hold. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't excited about putting out new music when that happened. So everything just kind of, you know, got, got shelved by my purpose. And, um, but, but the thing is now the good news is a lot of that is ready. So it hasn't, it's not going to take me any more work. You know, any work I'm putting in now is new stuff, new songs. And I probably have like eight to 10 of them ready to go, or at least written and the demos are done and I need to go record the band. And so that's, that's exciting because I'll, I'll start releasing these singles again and music videos again. And then I think that the original plan that I had in 2019 was when I kind of get to a point where I've released enough of them, I'll release like one more and we'll wrap it up and call it an album. So that'll be the new album. Most likely we could, we could say 2020, you'll see that new album. If not anything, you'll see several more new songs. And then let me get to Yee Yee Energy. Those of you that have followed me, those of you that have listened to this podcast since day one, I've been relentless about talking about Yee Yee Energy. I'm so passionate about it. It's an energy drink. Me and my brothers um, created from, from ground zero, from the recipe to the packaging and the can and everything. And we've been just so, so proud of that drink. And guess what? We discontinued it. And... You will not see Yee Yee Energy for sure in 2020, and maybe, maybe not ever. And you know, it goes back to it goes back to a couple of things. One of them is it goes back to Teddy Roosevelt. It goes back to far better is it to dare mighty things, to win glorious triumphs, even though checkered by failure, than to rank with those poor spirits who neither enjoy nor suffer much. 
because they live in a gray twilight that knows neither victory nor defeat. And there's a, I think we were defeated at Yee Energy. Tyler, my brother, will argue and say, no, it was a learning experience. It's, it's about that perspective. But, but needless to say, Red Bull uh, and Monster kicked our butt. And it was, it was uh, so much work going out and, and recruiting these distribution companies and, and um, convenience stores and grocery stores convincing them to put our drink on their shelves when Red Bull was paying them $15,000 a year to put it on their shelf, you know? And that's literally what's happening. And they're doing that at every store and every big distribution company. And here we are just trying to sell one can at a time. And so I can understand we're a mom and pop company. And it was ultimately came down to the 80-20 rule. And this is such a valuable thing for me and my life and my career. And, and Mike, this could go back to the question about your restaurant too. But the 80-20 rule is, it's, it's that, old, that old percentage that applies to anything in your life. It applies to your closet, for example. You wear 20% of your closet 80% of the time. You spend at work, you spend 20% of your time doing or excuse me, you spend 80% of your time doing work that's 20% of your company. And that is what we realized with Yee Energy, that we were spending 80% of our time working on something that was contributing back 20% of what we needed it to do. And if we looked at my work as a whole, I should have been spending that more of that percentage in writing new songs or or working on this podcast or, and you know, the Smiths came out, our family vlog last year and really took off and really took a lot of my time. And so as I started dumping my time into the Smiths, I realized I cannot put effort into Yee energy just to be beaten by Red Bull and Monster, just for the chance that we could have that sliver of success in the energy drink market. So um, it became, for me, kind of an admitted defeat, but not a, in a shameful way. Not like, not like we failed, you know. It was we were defeated, and it was a valiant effort. And, I, and the reason I say that is because I'm, very, I'm still very proud of that drink and the way that it tasted. And uh, we were getting ready to come out with a sugar-free version, and we found out it was going to cost like $160,000 to basically start new with a sugar-free version. And it was like, oh my God, you know, we got, we're not going to, this is not, it's not smart business. So I hope that answers your question, Keith. And, um, and to all you that supported Yee Energy with me, thank you for that. Um, that was such a fun run and all part of the Yee brand, you know, to me, it's all kind of all part of that umbrella. And I'm going to end it with that because I'm running out of time here on the computer and I'm going to put these out every Monday. So thank you guys. Thank you for listening. This podcast is brought to you in part by the men and women that are serving overseas, the soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, all the men and women in uniform, the first responders that all protect us and protect the, the, the First Amendment rights so that I could say whatever I want on this podcast. Love you guys. We'll see you down the road on tour. GrangerSmith.com forward slash tour. Peace. Yee yee.